Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales podcast in podcast history. Mm-hmm. I am Brian Neal. And I'm Bill Caskey. We are here every week uh, exclusively for sales professionals here to help you leverage your talent, grow your skills, and create your own sales success. Today, our topic mm-hmm. is fail fest for selling. F- f- fail fest for selling or mm-hmm. fails. <laughs> See, I couldn't, I can't do it again. So, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, we've got a lot of long term listeners, long time listeners. We've got new listeners coming on board every day, and we have something very new for both of them, don't we, Bill? We do. What do we have? It's the advancedsellingpodcast.com website. Brand new. It's brand new. Go to advancedsellingpodcast.com. All pack episodes are there. We've also got a very special gift for those so inclined. It's called the Ultimate Pregame. And it's an audio, it's a seven-step uh, checklist for how you can get ready for every sales call. And you'll see it on the site, so go there. And it's also in the show notes. If that's how you're going to uh, link it up, we'll have the link there too. And I'm going to go to the website right now while I'm talking here on the podcast to you and to you, Bill, to okay. our listeners, to you. And, and uh, have you been to the new website, Bill? Have I? Yeah. I've lived I've we, lived we, it. We did live it. What's your favorite part of the new Advanced Selling Podcast website? Oh, you probably your pictures. <laughs> probably almost all of your pictures are uh, my favorite. We, we'd ask for you to go to the <clears throat> website and just you tell us what your favorite. There is a picture of Bill and me <laughs> on there that made us both laugh. Now, it's your job as the listener to go figure out which picture you think made us laugh. And if you can figure that out, we have a... I think they'll figure it out once they <laughs> see it. You'll have to dig a little bit, but there's just yeah, a little funny picture that I think sort of doesn't fit us, but I got a big chuckle when I when I first saw the picture. Yeah, so good. go to uh, advancedsellingpodcast.com website, look and see if you think you can find a little funny picture of Bill and me. Dare we say uh, promotionally that there are ways you can work with us too, and we've, we've kind of incorporated that. We really haven't done that before, and we get questions a lot about... How, how do you guys work? Do you work together? Do you work separately? How do we bring you into our company? And so there's plenty of information on the website about yeah, that. Yeah, Bill and I have been doing this podcast out of the goodness of our hearts for, oh, it's been at least four years. Don't you always say, say it's four years? I always say four. I think it's probably nine. <laughs> it's probably anyway. nine. But uh, we are now uh, open for business. The podcast is now uh, open for business. And you'll see lots of ways that you can work with Bill and me and become an actual yeah. um, real client as opposed to just a podcast listener. Yeah. Not that that's just a thing. But, no. Um, okay, a couple shout outs. First of all, uh, I have to say hi to my friend Andre from South Africa. I'm oh, not really? going we have to a do listener in South Africa. South African uh, <clears throat> accent. Probably not. But it's the place where the toilet swirls backwards. Isn't it oh, South Africa, right. Southern that's Hemisphere, right? right? The is. toilet swirls the other that's way. That's the myth, Doesn't but that, I go with that. Yep. And it's always warm and sunny at, during Christmas, mm-hmm. which is sneaking up around the corner as it's frigid here in the United States. So hello, Andre. Super, super happy to have you uh, as a listener and anyone that's down in South Africa. And uh, we need to make a road trip there, don't we? We do. Put that on the <laughs> list. That in Australia. First, first on the yeah. list. Yeah. We, why, why would we go to Chicago Denver. when we can go to well, yeah. Australia well, and Denver. South Africa? So. And uh, you have another uh, shout out there too. Yeah, I got a nice note from uh, Matt Majeski, and he said, uh, great podcast. He loves listening. He says, you just cannot wait for the next episode, but you're going to have to, Matt. That's nice. Yeah, we have some great comments that come in from the LinkedIn page. And if you're not a LinkedIn group member, make sure you go and join. We're up uh, over 3,000 now, and uh, there's some great, awesome conversations on there about challenges, success stories, books, great reading material, great other podcasts. So there's really good 
It's a good vibe is I love what it. it is. I love it. Yeah. Okay, topic time. Yeah. Uh, fail fest for sales. You notice that I say that slowly so I can get it out. Fail fest. Now, this came, there's a group here in uh, our hometown where we uh, produce the podcast, and it's a startup group. It's a group of companies that do a lot of venture capital raising, startup sorts of things, incubator-ish sorts of things around technology and businesses and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they are putting together a little program called Fail Fest. And the idea of the program is to have several what you would term successful entrepreneurs talk about what failure has taught them and the lessons that you can learn from business failures, Mm -hmm. including people that have lost millions and millions of dollars who continue to invest more millions of dollars in businesses and in people who have quote unquote failed in the past. I always like that story about, well, I lost 10 million. And so I went out and borrowed another 10 (laughs) million from my friends and and now I'm worth a hundred million. It's like, what, at what point did you say to yourself, ah, I learned so much from that first 10 that I'm, I'm now ready. I'm I'm ready. This is, this is the 10 that's going to make it. Yeah. (laughs) So for you, our listener, our goal here is to share with you, Bill and I are each going to share a what it would term a failure in our careers or our lives and that sort of thing. You would say, boy, that was a really bad thing. And talk about how we um, put that into play for us going forward and and give you a lesson there. And then uh, secondly, then we're going to give you an example from a client, Mm -hmm. a client sales example that we've seen that you would again label as a failure and that turned out to be um, probably a good lesson in the end. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So you want to go first? You want me to start? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Well, I remember when I was starting the business back a long time ago, I met with a guy who was with a large insurance company. Yeah. And uh, I met him a couple of times and I thought he was the decision maker. My mm-hmm. lesson then was it, he wasn't. And that, that was another lesson there. But I remember uh, he said, call me back Tuesday or whatever, and I'll give you my answer. Yep. And I remember thinking at the time, I didn't like the way that was set up. You know, call me back. I'll let you know about your future here. Nice. Yeah. But uh, but I did because I was needy and desperate and, <laughs> and amateurish. There's a lesson. But I remember I called him back and I I, uh, I said, well, uh, I can't remember his name, Chuck. Uh, so uh, where are we? And he goes, well, um, we're going to pass at this time. And uh, we're going to uh, we're not going to do this at this time. Well, I had kind of had that hunch. Yeah. Uh, and so I said, well, I kind of, I kind of knew that, you know, I kind of knew yeah. that. And that was a technique that I had always heard to, to get put out there is, oh, I knew, yeah. you know, I knew that, I knew that way you at least meet them where they are. And then yeah. you start yeah. magically Finagling taking back. them. Yeah. And he goes, well, that's interesting. How could you know it? Cause I just decided five minutes ago because you were right there in the running. <laughs> and he said, you know, if you would have approached me a little bit differently, I might've even invited you in again. But since you said that, I mean, there's no way you would have known cause I just decided. So uh, look, take care, see you later. <laughs> he hung up on me. And I, <laughs> I remember thinking that I tried to get myself out of a bad situation with a technique. Yeah. And the technique backfired and it didn't work. And my problem was not the use of the technique. My problem happened, you know, two or three calls upwind from that. Yeah. And uh, that was my problem. And I remember thinking at the time, I didn't feel very good. And I, and I didn't feel good having had tried some kind of magical, stupid technique that didn't work. Techniques don't work, do they? They don't. I mean, they just no. don't. They're, no. You can be technically good at sales, but if it's a technique where you try to throw something out that is going to create some kind of magical response, it just doesn't work. And people want that from us. And sometimes, they know. They, they, you know, people, oh, well, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, our, yeah, clients our clients sometimes, they, well, yeah. give me the words, give me the, the magic uh, yeah. sentence there that I can say, and it just doesn't work. It just yeah. doesn't work. No. Okay, I'm going to give you a uh, football example. And uh, for listeners who don't know, I've got a what you call a advocation now. I call it a second career as a, a football official. I've been doing it for about 27 years, hmm. currently refereeing the National Football League, which is a dream come true. While I was coming up through the college ranks, I got the 
chance to work the BCS National Championship game. So if you're an American football fan at all, and this is our collegiate, our university for our international mm-hmm. fans or international listeners, um, this is the biggest game there is. And I knew I was uh, half being scouted by the National Football mm-hmm. League. And so I'm in this big stage and there's a real important play right at the end of the game. And one of the worst things you can do as a football official in my position is run into another player because it does. And you're a in a position off. where that can be kind of likely. A- absolutely. Yeah. So there was a you know, there was a, a play where it was a fourth down play and it was a really big deal. And uh, one of the receivers uh, came at me and ran right by me. One of the guys who's trying to catch a pass and the guy who was guarding him ran right into me which opened up the receiver wide open to catch a pass and get a first We down. call that a pick? That was a so pick, yeah. So if you, and you can actually see this mistake, you can see it's on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and, and go to search for YouTube and put uh, uh, BCS ref <laughs> sets pick, BCS ref sets pick, you'll actually see this failure. And it was at that moment, I thought my career was over. I thought I was done. There's no way I could ever move up in the ranks into the NFL and thought that I had just cost the team the game. And that was in that moment. And as I, as I played that back and I said, okay, that was, a, in my opinion at that time, a massive failure. What did I take from that? Well, to this day, and that was about four years ago, and I did it this weekend in my game, I still to this day now process a situation with that play in mind. Did I remember that play when it was a short, uh, short yard line to gain, so it was a fourth down and five or a third down and five or something short, and I read the formations. I do all of that because of that failure. Yeah. And yeah. since that time shouldn't say this, but touch wood, I've stayed out of harm's way doing that. And the lesson there is the learning about the process that caused the failure and adjusting the process backwards. And we talked about the NTSB does this when they they investigate a plane crash. They say, why did this plane crash happen? And how can we change the process to have it not happen in the future? Mm -hmm. So I think is the lesson for you as the listeners, you say, gosh, when I'm looking at my failure, what, what was the process that I saw? And how can I change my process to not have it happen again? Yeah, and I also think that every failure comes with a price. I mean, not not the price of failure, but you're, you've benefited from that greatly financially, Huge. emotionally, career-wise in, in the NFL because of that. Had yeah. you not had that, you That's might right. not be looking at the same right. third and five the same way. You're so right. Sometimes I think, but, but you have to still take a lesson from it. You have to still step back and not cry about it and say, okay, that didn't work out very well. What was there I did? How can I never put myself in that position That's again? That's it. Yeah. Which you did. We'll do a client one Yeah, now? let's do a client. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, I have a, uh, had a client a couple of years ago, and I was working with them for a few years, and they were in the technology business. And uh, I think we talked about this a little bit in the, in the mm-hmm. pre-show, and I think it probably happens to all coaches and trainers and, and all sales managers and leaders. But there was this one guy in the, in the room who was probably one of their top salespeople, but he was really cocky. I don't know I what remember, you're talking about. I remember we were going, we were going through the deals, and uh, the sales manager and this guy and myself and a few other people, and uh, we said, well, Dan, what about this with you know, the Smith Enterprise deal? And uh, he said, well, that's, that's, a, that's a slam dunk. That's a, that's a done deal. It's a slam mm-hmm. dunk. I met with him last week. The order should be here. You know what? If not, he starts looking at his watch. If not today, then... <laughs> like the days around his watch. Like like 24 hours from now, that order should be in. And I said, okay. And, and the sales leader said, okay, well, yeah, no, let's, let's move on. Okay, next, Jenny, what about you? Well, it turned out that he didn't get it. Oops. And he didn't get it because he got sloppy. Yeah. And he got sloppy at the time where he should have really been buttoned up in those last couple of calls. And so the lesson there was... Uh, I never let anybody in that company, and even t- to this day, if anybody says that's a slam dunk, mm-hmm. we don't go any further until we find out and realize and dissect it and find that none of them are slam dunks. I love that. 
So that's a, a little lesson. I, I don't know that. And he learned something from it. I think we all did. But this idea that it's a no-brainer. Because once you tell yourself that, you start to come off the pedal. Yeah. You start to get sloppy. And the, the emails aren't quite as crisp. And lots of bad stuff happens. I love it. So we're not allowed to say slam dunk or no-brainer. Done deal, no-brainer, Done slam deal. dunk. Done Good. deal. Oh, t-shirt. Love Big those. Deal. We should that. Mm-hmm. We should make t-shirts. Sell them. Uh, okay. My client story had to do with a... Uh, a recent deal that one of my clients were told that they actually won, and it was a massive deal for them. Really, really good deal. Not just a massive deal in terms of size, but in, both in terms of income, net income and, and, and gross profit and that sort of thing. And also just a good fit. Like the when you get like the, this cultural fit with this other really, Ideal. really well, that per, it couldn't yep. have been more perfect. Really proud of my client, the way they handled themselves. Got the uh, notice. They actually got a written notice um, that they had won this deal. That was on a Friday. Great weekend, right? Oh, buddy. Up, killed look a couple out. brain cells. Look out. <laughs> Here we okay. come. Phone rings Tuesday morning. Bill, I got some bad news. We're going to have to retract uh, our award to you. You can't. You wrote it. You well, put it in writing. I'm sorry, but we're going to. And here's what happened and told him the story. And uh, there were just some uh, um, parts of the contract of the, of the whole, the bigger part of the project. This is like in the construction world that they had uh, overlooked with their customer. And they had to go back and uh, change a couple things. And when they did that, um, they were forced to switch uh, vendors oh, for okay. what, the, the part of the construction project that my client supplies. So they were uh, basically told they were awarded, written, told mm-hmm. in an email, and then it was redacted. Is it redacted? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, we're taken back. Mm-hmm. So I look back and I say, okay, that's a that was a perceived failure. Received failure. <laughs> perceived failure. Now, what's the lesson in that? And here's what I took from that whole scenario. The first is there are going to be times. This is the nature of the selling business. So if you don't know this by now, uh, if you don't know this now, you will learn this eventually. And if you are ignoring it or pretending it doesn't exist, then you need to find another profession. That is this. No matter what you do, no matter how perfect you manage the sales process, there are going to be deals that you are going to lose for reasons that are beyond your control. That you, There is nothing you can do differently. That's part of the game. We know this is risk. We are swimming with sharks, and we know at times that, you know, they say sometimes the bear gets you, sometimes you get the bear. You've heard that. I don't know what that has to do with swimming with sharks, but mm-hmm. kind of mixed up, mixed up my analogies, didn't I? That's the lesson, though, for me is that sometimes, because when, when I look, if I'm coaching my client on that deal, there is nothing, nothing that I'm going to say, well, that was this, there's right. where you missed right. it. <laughs> well, just you tell should have done yeah, this here. Yeah, yeah. There, it, was, it was such a unique circumstance, such an anomaly, and that just occurs. And so sometimes... I think in failure, you have to accept that I we did everything. We wouldn't have done it any differently mm-hmm. and not dwell on the fact that, well, we lost it and then we should have done this or that and beat yourself up and all that stuff. I think that can be counterproductive. Don't you think, though, that there's the real judgment there is discerning when you lose a deal, what's a deal that you just, there's nothing like you described or sometimes you lose a deal and you say that, but really there was lots of things you could have done differently. So oh, it's, no, it's yeah, the exactly. discernment there yeah, and the rigorous honesty that what, when, when I look at a deal Either and way. say, uh, boy, we didn't get it, but let's look at that. Because usually it's not that way. Usually it's, I bet 75% something. of the time it's oh, something true. we did. No, no doubt. But no doubt. that was, yeah. yeah. I just think sometimes we have this pressure on us to think, oh, well, we, we look at a deal that we lost and we could have, would have, should on the deal. Yeah. And there are times when you, you manage the process the right way, no matter what the outcome is, you should sleep well at night. Yeah. This is one of those times. I was, uh, I sit on a board of uh, advisors for a college for my alma mater, mm-hmm. alma mater, alma mater. Alma mater. Alma mater. 
and one of the things came up at our meeting the other day, and it kind of fits in with this, was the question was, well, why don't students come here? When, when students say, I'm not going to school there, yeah. do we do any research to find out why they don't come? And, of course, the answer from the admissions group was, yeah, three things. Number one, money. Number two, in the, in the location that it is. And number three, they don't have the right major for me. Hmm. And I looked at – we started talking about that, and I said, well, maybe the major, but the other two things – our objections are sort of false objections. Yeah, right. Uh, and so I think whenever we have an objection, we have to look at that and say, is that truly the objection, or is it a, a or is it an imposter for something much deeper that the customer just hasn't told you yet? Right, right. And so I think it's the same thing there. We want to we want to just be rigorously honest and say, is that really it, or is there something more? Yeah, that's very, very good. Yeah. Make sure you go to our LinkedIn group. You can go there to uh, advancedsellingpodcast.com/slash/linkedin. And you can get to our group, again, well over 3,000 people, great conversations, good questions. Uh, we also post whenever we release a new episode. We post uh, that up there so you can comment on it. Brian, anything else for you? That's all for me. Just go to the website if you haven't done so and see if you can yep. find a funny picture of me and Bill. And if you do, put it in the LinkedIn group, email us, text us, do whatever. I highly just tell us. It's funny. I think it's funny. It is good. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.